Hi guys, it's your favorite BFF, Latavia the writer, and you are listening to the BFF Podcast. I have such a treat for you guys today on this bonus episode of the BFF Podcast. My guest today is one of the participants on A&E's hit show, 60 Days In. I have Vanessa Lowe on my show. But before I tell you guys about my girl, listen to this trailer about the show that has generated over 4.5 million views a week. Take a listen. Welcome to Etowah County, Alabama. This jail is really broken. We need 60 days in more than any other jail in America. On January 2nd, they think they know what it's like on the inside. I love the show. I watch the show. I can hold my own. I know I'm going to kill it. But they have no idea what they're getting into. At least it's nice outside. Beautiful day to get arrested. Seven people will enter, but only three will stay. This place sucks. It sucks. This jail is more extreme, more exposed. 100 plus guys never on lockdown because you can't lock people down if their doors don't lock. Buckle up. I got a shank for my protection. For real. For the most intense season yet. Something that's never happened before is happening right now. You will not see me shed a tear on this show. I promise. (laughs) Doing this is the dumbest decision I've ever. 60 Days In returns Thursday, January 2nd at 10 on A&E. Wow, guys. That clip does not even do the show justice, honey. It went down in that place. I'm so happy to have my friend, who I consider family and now a reality TV star, on the BFF podcast. She is probably one of the most ambitious women I know. She is a firefighter out here fighting a good fight of fires, honey, out here saving lives and everything. She is a fitness guru and super, super educated. She's just an overall bona fide boss, and she doesn't play any games. She's giving me, your girl, an exclusive interview about her time on the show, how she was chosen, and her reality after reality TV. Get ready, guys. This is going to be good. Hey, Vanessa. Thank you so much for joining me on the BFF podcast. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you for having me on the BFF podcast. Yes, I'm so excited. Jeez. Okay, so I gave a brief introduction of um, who you are, but I would like for you to tell everybody your name, where you're from, and what you do for a living. Okay. Well, hello, everybody. Um, my name is Vanessa. I am from Little Rock, Arkansas, and I am a firefighter here in Arkansas. <laughs> Amazing. So, I always say for those who don't know, because it's a lot of people that know me and know some stuff, but for those (laughs) who don't, um, I call Vanessa D-Lo. So I'm going to refer to her as D-Lo because her name is Vanessa Lowe. And that's like the short version of, you know, kind of what we call her. But um, that was, so she's really, really like active on social media. Her social media presence is crazy. You know what I'm saying? So we look forward to D-Lo posts. So there was a time, I think last year at the end or something like that, where we did not see or hear from her for about, I don't know, it felt like six months, but it might have just been, it might have just been like 30 days or something like that. But it only took us like a week, me and my <laughs> husband. We was like, we were like, wait a minute, have you, 
have you heard from Lilo? And I was like, no, have you heard from? So we kind of got nervous and like serious fear. And, you know, I don't know where it came from, but it bothered me. And I was like, I'm finna try to find out where she is. So I was texting you. I'm like, hey, girl, just let me know you're good. <laughs> and we didn't hear nothing. So, I mean, we were really bothered. I mean, I, you know me. I'm your praying friend. I was praying. I was like, Lord, wherever she at, Lord, please let her be okay. <laughs> Bring her back <laughs> to us. <laughs> <laughs> so after a while, you hit us up and you were like, so I was doing something but I can't talk about it. And I immediately knew, I said, this dang old girl was on the show. I don't know what it was. I don't know what she was doing. <laughs> but I knew it. I was like, she did the show. And I thought it was Love and Hip Hop. And I'm like, she was on Love oh, and Hip Hop. Oh, no. Honey, I was like, sit down here working. So after a while, you finally, you couldn't tell us anything until, you know, I'm sure that they gave you the okay. But you are one of the reality stars from a and E. 60 days in OMG. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's get right into 60 days in. How did you get picked for that show? Okay, well, it's kind of crazy because to be honest, I never heard of the show. I've never watched the show. I hardly even watched A&E. I probably watched uh, First 48 maybe a few times. Well, one day I was at work and um, I got a message on Instagram uh, that I thought was fake. And it was from a company saying, hey, we think you'll be good for a show that we're doing. And I was like, ah, whatever. Didn't take it seriously. I was like, okay. But I responded. And uh, they was like, um, and I was like, what kind of show is it? So it was like, um, it's, a, it's a show on A&E. And I was like, okay, so what is the show? So it was like, we think you'll be good to go undercover as an inmate. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, again, what's the show? So they told me 60 days in. So again, never heard of it. So they was like, well, why don't you just watch a few episodes and tell me what you think and tell me if you would like to do it. So I was like, okay. So I sat at work and I watched a few that night, probably about midnight. I had nothing to do. So I was watching, watching. And I was like, oh, I can do this. In my mind, I was like, I can do this. In my mind, I knew it was crazy, but I was like, I can do it. So I guess I was found by a producer of the show on my, from he found me on my Instagram page. And the Instagram be popping because, you know, you like the sexy firefighter and, you know, you got a lot of people that that follow you and stuff. So I'm pretty sure they were like, who is this? You know, she's cute. But yeah, but I, know, I never thought it would. I, I never thought anybody would find me to do anything on that show. Like, I just post pictures of myself. <laughs> That's pretty I'm much it. Shocked. I'm not shocked. Just so you know. <laughs> You have the star quality, so I, I promise I'm not shocked that you that you were on a show that you've been, you know, that you've kind of turned into an overnight celebrity because you just have that thing about you. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not really surprised. I'm surprised it took as long as it took. But <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm super excited for you. So for people that are like you and me who didn't know what 60 Days was and what it was about, 60 Days in, um. Tell us about the show. Like what, okay, 60 days in, what did you have to do? What is that show about? Um, that show is about, in the past, they put in like just regular everyday people into a jail setting where they went undercover with cover stories to be real inmates and just to pretty much gain information about the facility to make the facility better, which wherever, you know, they placed them. Um, this season, I was part of a second group that went back into a facility uh, that they worked in at one point, Etowah County, that they started filming in last year around this time with a first group. 
So I went back in as a trained professional with a group of other trained professionals um, where we had the task of basically finding drugs, finding out how they were coming into the facility, um, watching our watching their uh, their deputies, their guards or correctional officers, just trying to see where the sheriff could improve um, just the quality of his jail, just overall, like from intake to even being an inmate to even leaving. Um, that's pretty much what it is. You go undercover and you figure out what's going on in that facility. Because I feel like as a correctional officer, yes, you're in the facility, but you're not going to get the same information. Um, inmates are not going to open up to you about the drugs that they're doing. They're not going to tell you about all of the contraband that they have. They're not going to tell you about all of the wrongdoings that they're doing. So it's it's easier to put people in where they have cover stories and they, they are real inmates or look like real inmates and they get better information because they can get close to certain people. Mm, cool. So the funny thing about it to me is when I first met you, you were a correction officer and you were one for some high profile cases um, in Arkansas so you've done it. So how was it like being on the other side of a, you know, being a correction officer for how many years? How many uh, years were you? Thinking? I was a correctional officer for eight years uh, before wow. I, before I became a firefighter. So I've been a firefighter now for four years. So, so uh, uh, now, <laughs> now that I say that I've been on both sides, <laughs> I, I can't really <laughs> say that I was a real inmate because it was pretty tough, but just being able to get that insight, I feel like in the past, now I think back, I like most places have probably done this just without all of the cameras. You know what I'm saying? They they probably use people as plants to get information. And I'm I'm sure they have. I mean, even where I came from. But being on that side and actually seeing stuff firsthand and experiencing it is absolutely crazy you know and to me it was just crazy at how many people really opened up to me and of course never met me because I wasn't from Alabama but a lot of people like really took to me <laughs> from the first day that I walked through the door <laughs> despite what you saw on the show I actually did a lot more <laughs> than what they showed yeah, I believe you because because I know you personally. I'm pretty sure. Like, you were very passionate about, like, I'm doing this, but y'all got me in a little too deep. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't trying to, you know, get myself involved in something that I can't get out of just because I'm on the show. Like, I believe your real right. intention was to really help because you've been a correction officer. Like, you know, you you follow the letter of the law and you believe that, you know, you could help. So I felt that when I saw the show. I was like, oh, look at her crying and stuff. Yeah. Like, she's serious. Yeah, my goal was just pretty much to just continue to be professional because at the end of the day, when you leave that show, you still have to go back to your job. You still have to go back home. You still have to deal with people. And then before you know it, you know, you're going to be on TV where millions of people are going to be watching your actions. And even your coworkers, I mean, even your friends, your family, everybody's going to be watching you. So you kind of want to do the right thing and you want to help. But I felt like I didn't want to get too deep into something I couldn't back out of. I never wanted to put myself mm -hmm. in a position where I had to do drugs with somebody. I never wanted to be in a position where I had to end up going to court later for somebody. So 
I, I really didn't want to read anybody's court paperwork. I really didn't want to learn about information from their street lives. I wanted to learn stuff about that facility. And I felt like I did what I was supposed to do with learning stuff about that facility. Um, I mean, I saw drugs firsthand. I saw how they were being passed. I saw where they were being <laughs> distributed. I saw, I mean, I, I saw how money was collected. I saw everything. But mm-hmm. when it came to me physically putting myself in a position where if I did ask for certain drugs and I had to do them with the people right then and there on camera, no, I was not going to do it. I mean, I'm still a firefighter. I still have to take random drug tests when I come home and 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 anytime, I mean, anytime they call for it. So I, it, it, I'm still going to remain professional no matter what the task at hand is. Cool. Well, that's so good because a lot of people get in these shows and they just forget, you know, all of their morals and everything that they stand for, you know, to try to fit in or, you know, just do whatever production tells them to do. But that's not what you did. You had a goal. You had a plan. You said, this is what I'm not going to do. And that's super dope. And that just says a lot about your character and the type of person you are. So before our interview, I gave uh, the listeners a brief clip of you know how you were introduced to the show and what you said and I remember at the end of your intro you was like it's go time (laughs) so at some point in the show you were um you know kind of talking about kind of being in a little too deep learning a little much and then you know not wanting it to pour over into your personal life that was a point where we all thought you were gonna quit like what was going through your head at that time um (laughs) well at the time where I thought I was gonna quit it's just that I felt like I did a lot of work and I felt like I didn't know what was going to happen next. Yes, of course, I knew I knew um, that we had cameras on us 24-7. I knew that. And I got a lot of information. I mean, I put myself in a lot of different positions to, to see stuff firsthand or to just be around it, just to get a better, you know, just a view, you know, better understanding. But it did get to the point where every day started to seem like the last day and the day before. Like, it just it started to get really old and it was mentally wearing on me. And it was just like, I was thinking to myself, what more can I find out at this point? You know, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what else to do. And yeah, I felt like I was put in a position to be closer to the action, but it probably almost put me in more danger you know, and um, I don't think that would have made me quit. I think what made me quit the most was most people don't even realize I kind of started, um, I kind of felt like I was siding more with the inmates on how they were being treated because to be honest, if you lock people up long enough, they're going to do what they're allowed to do and what they want to do. If there's no control, there's, I mean, there are really no safety and security measures that they have to follow because they're not even seeing the people that's running the jail follow them. So you get to a point where you know what you, you're supposed to do as a deputy. I know what I've done in the past as a deputy, and I know how much control I had, and I knew how much respect I had, and I knew how much respect I gave out to the, to the uh, people or the inmates. And it, it was kind of hard just dealing, knowing that nobody in here is safe. I'm talking about us, the cast the inmates, not even the deputies, like nobody is safe because it was like no rules. So yeah, it made me feel like I wanted to quit simply because I, I just didn't know what else to do. I 
I, I mean, I got all of the information I felt like I needed. And it was just like, okay, now I'm just here. <laughs> now I'm just chill. Now I'm an inmate for real. Like I'm just in right. here. <laughs> like just, just chilling. So how long did you actually stay there? Because it felt like six months. But how long were you actually there? It, pro- it felt like, oh, trust me. It felt like about six months. <laughs> but if everybody's been watching, you notice where the one deputy, Jamichael, pretty much gave up Tony in the men's pod. And I think that the sheriff and the chief and production felt that at that point, everybody was probably in danger. So mm-hmm. to be honest, we was probably like four days shy of finishing the whole thing. <laughs> it was, I mean, we was not far off. We we pretty much did the whole time. Um, But yeah, once everybody's in danger or you think they might be in danger, then it is time to pull everybody. Yeah, and that, those um correction officers were... Them was some different type of people. I was like, how, even if you thought he was 60 days in, why would you say that? You know what I'm saying? This just seemed like this crazy to me to put somebody out there knowing that the benefit, the point of the show is to kind of help. I don't know. They were just weird to me, especially in the women's pod. Like, <laughs> I just, I, whoo, y'all had some different type of correction officers up in there. They was being bullies. And yeah, I'm like you, there were times where I was, I was siding with the inmates. I'm like, why you do her like that? That yeah. ain't cool. You know, I'm really watching the show and I'm just confused. Like, okay, you're, we know that you're, you know, superior to them, I guess, if that's what you want to call it. But there's a right and a wrong. And there's just a certain way you treat people regardless. Right. And they just took that stuff to their head. So, whew. It was it was a lot going on. So if you have not seen the show, you got to go watch it. It's real crazy, crazy, <laughs> crazy, but it's so good. Um, so listen, Tony, mm-hmm. Tony, Tony, <laughs> we love Tony. Tony crazy. Yeah, Tony is a cool dude, like, but he is crazy. <laughs> he was made for the show. Tony was like, "Hey man, I'm Tony Montana. Like I can do this." Yeah, it was go time for <laughs> real for Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Tony was like, I'm coming in, I'm going in, and I'm going in. What is the song? Uh, coming in hot. Like, he was coming in right. hot. So, what was it like working with Tony? Well, working with Tony was pretty cool. Um, of course, he was in one unit, the men's unit, and I was in the women's unit, so we didn't really interact that much. We got to meet briefly before we all were placed in our se- in our units. And um, after that, it was kind of like, okay, we're all strangers. So I was able to meet Tony maybe for a few hours the you know, like the day before I went in. And then like after we all got out, you know, we was able to talk a little more, but he was cool. I mean, he, he played the role. He did exactly what he said he was going to do. And I mean, I respect him for that. I mean, he still worked. He, he still is um, a correctional officer uh, in, in his state and city. So I think his, his way of looking at it was he only did what was done to him and other officers that he has worked with. So he wanted to see how far he could push the correctional officers in that facility. He wanted to see how well he could mesh with the inmates mm. due to what he's experienced and still experience it on his job. Yeah, he did. He really did a good job. I was convinced. Somebody said, I don't know if it was the producer or the, um, the warden or whoever said, somebody said, Tony, don't end up in jail for real. Because, <laughs> honey, he was, he was, he was touching, the, uh, it was a fine line. He was, he was playing the game. So he played the game. Do you still keep in, 
Yeah, he played the game. You still keep in contact with Tony? Yes, I actually keep in contact with everybody from our season. Like, we all have a group message. We talk, like, almost every day. Um, I guess once you experience something like that with a group of people, y'all become lifetime friends. <laughs> whether you... Y'all become, like, family. Yeah, they, they pretty much are family. Like, whether you want it or not, it's kind of like, hey, <laughs> nobody else will understand this because... The what, what people don't get is you see what you see after editing and what they put on TV for the drama that they want or the ratings that they want. Um, a lot of people don't even realize we went through a lot of craziness, I guess, behind the scenes at this point because you didn't get to see it all. But it, I feel like people that talk to us and say, well, I did 180 days and I did this, this, and this. And I was like, that's fine. You actually committed a crime to do that. I said, do you, could you imagine <laughs> how hard it is to go in there with a fake story and a fake, you know, lying to people that you don't know, which that bothers me a lot. But it was just kind of like, you know, it, it took a lot out of me to keep it up. And it's like, I wasn't using anybody or doing anybody dirty. So it was just kind of like, it's pretty hard when you have to go in and keep up an image and take your personal life out of it and just look at it as this is just a job or you're trying to help somebody or you're trying to help a facility. So it's tough. And yes, we all keep in touch because it's, it's how we keep each other sane with all of the craziness that people say online and different mm -hmm. social media platforms. I mean, in reality, on every platform, somebody is against all of us, you know? So, I mean, no matter how mm -hmm. good you are on the show or how bad you are on the show, whether you lasted 30 minutes or you lasted 62 days, I mean, however, however long you lasted, somebody's going to say something negative about you. So it's just, it, it helps to be able to talk to them and just kind of laugh it off and, you know, shake it off because it is what it is. A lot of people live for the reality TV thing or setting mm -hmm. so you can't argue with everybody you can't fight everybody so hey you just roll with the punches you enjoy the good stuff you laugh when you laugh you know you let it go when it's it's too personal it is what it is yeah and you can i know that you if you try to defend everything that somebody say you will never get no sleep. you will just spend your day on the internet and i girl because at one point i ain't gonna lie i'm taking somebody said something that i didn't like about you that i read and i found myself like trying to trying to defend. I was like, look, let me yeah. get off of here. And I was, <laughs> they ain't just going to be talking about my people. Yeah. Man. I just, and I was trying to tell, you know, it is crazy trying to tell your friends and family, like, hey, don't argue with these people. I mean, <laughs> the thing is, you, you're going to be, like you said, you're going to be arguing like 24-7 if you start with a war with these people. Because, I mean, if you pay attention, it's, it's, it's the same few people that pop up that watch every reality show and, and hashtag every reality show. So this is what they do. And I mean, and that's why they that's why we do the shows. That's why people do the shows. People are gonna get negative reviews. People are gonna get positive reviews. I mean, people are gonna like you for sticking to your gun. People are gonna like you for being who you are. People are gonna hate you for just being who you are. And that's what it is. It's just like I, I felt like I didn't play a role. I felt like I just stayed true to myself. I still tried to respect everybody, whether they worked there or whether they were, were locked up, you know. It's just, it's a mutual respect thing. You don't, you don't treat people bad simply because it can come back to you. Sure can, sure can. So I'm so proud of you. Like you, you did it with so much grace, <laughs> so much integrity, so much dignity. So, you know, you didn't come out of there like acting like you something, you not being all ratcheted because you ain't mm -hmm. ratcheted anyway. So. <laughs> 
Yeah, I love that. So, so we ain't got we ain't gonna see a Tony and D-Lo love story oh, or nothing like that. Like no, 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 no. <laughs> um. So no, no Tony and D-Lo time you know season six, no like, no nothing. i mean i told like i like I, I like tony tony is pretty cool but i mean i respect tony i respect the fact that tony's in a relationship so i mean that's not my place uh, <laughs> i didn't know tony was in a relationship okay tony and your and your relationship no disrespect yeah. You, you're name. not the first person to even <laughs> ask that question so i mean it's just it's okay to address it but no i mean I, I think a lot of people was trying to make something out of nothing but he really was a cool dude he really did help me out a lot um throughout that program so so are you single uh yes very single i'm very single <laughs> very. <laughs> uh. not very single so you know i told you I wanted to get you on the Love is Blind show on Netflix, and I'm working on that, girl. Like, I'm really trying to That's make crazy. it happen. So, any of the producers, <laughs> anybody in production, anybody in casting, if y'all casting for this show, Vanessa Lowe from 60 Days In, she is single, ready to mingle. Would you do another one? I don't know. I, I really don't think... Um... I bring the type of drama that is made for reality TV because no, cause, no, because no I look at it like this, no. like, okay, I, I feel like I'm pretty laid back. I mean, I'm cool around people that I know, but when it comes to, you know, after dealing with this show or work, being on this show, just being told to say this or maybe say that or do this or don't do that or you know, it's kind of hard because it's like, I really want to stick to who I am, you know, and I don't want to be fake and I don't want to pretend like I like somebody when I don't. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't know if I bring the drama for it. I mean, it'll be pretty cool to do a different type of show. As long as I'm not locked up again, I think yeah. I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, because I think for Love is Blind and the good thing about like, I didn't see, I've seen some drama with some people individually, but like the person that won the show or I'm going to say won, but those people that are still together, they didn't bring any drama or anything. They were just cool, down-to-earth people and connecting with cool, down-to-earth people. And it was just a cool show. So I could see you doing something like that. Be, you know, finding somebody on the kind of the same level as you that's cool. And maybe finding, you know, your forever, your forever man, your, um, you know, your husband. I don't know. I just, like, you know, I'm all about love and happiness. Yes, you and are. And I be wanting to see you. <laughs> and I'm not... I and I'm such a loner. Like I, I love to spend a lot of time alone. I'm at the moment. I'm not looking for a relationship. I'm not even looking for one to find me. <laughs> so okay, I'm still getting you on this show because you never know. You might run up on somebody in the thing, in the show, in the pods, and they could be, you know, your soulmate. But yeah, guys, she is not. She really, she is laid back, but she really got a really, really good, funny personality personalities you know when we link up it's all fun and, and and we have a good time and you know she is like family she is family you know anytime we come to Arkansas I call it Hotel Velo <laughs> it's Hotel Velo open because she got a beautiful house she is a homeowner like the girl been doing the thing and you you have degrees you're not just some firefighter I mean which is dope but you know you have way more like what you went to school. What do you have degrees in? Tell everybody because you're okay. educated. Just <laughs> well, right <laughs> now, I just have a, um, I have my bachelor's degree in professional studies, um, criminal justice. I've taken classes through the fire department on my own time where um, I have certifications in 
uh, arson investigation. Um, I'm an instructor. Uh, what else? It's so much stuff I can't remember, but I have uh, <laughs> Inspector 1. I'm working on Inspector 2 and 3. Um, I'm also working on um, going to the Air National Guard just to have um, basically two careers. Hmm. Um, so when I leave the fire department, I can leave the military as well. So I'll have, I, I'm working on some things, and I'm also wanting to go back and finish my master's degree in Homeland Security in emergency management oh my god girl i can't you just you be killing it that's the that's the basis of the show like we're talking about 60 days in and the reality show and all that's fun but in reality i just love women who are out here doing what they do you know what i'm saying so to me you embody what bff is which is beautiful fierce and favorite like you you just always you're always so ambitious and you don't just say it, you do it. Like everything that you've ever told me you were gonna do, you did it. And talking about that, you when you first tried to um do the firefighter thing, you you didn't make it the first time. Like, you know what I'm saying? I remember that. Um is that right? Yeah, you're right. right about that? Like you didn't the first yeah. time you tried it. Yeah, and but you no, didn't it give took, up though. You was like, Yeah, it took me a few back. years to get in, like um I guess the hardest part for me was the interview portion of the the testing and it was just kind of like you know how most interviews are if you don't give like this you know if you don't say answer in a certain way that they want you to it won't work or they're looking for keywords so I had to I had to prepare like I, I had to get my mind right and just say okay this time I'm gonna do it and the last time that I said that I was gonna try for it I made it so it was it was tough and at this point um after I, after doing it and knowing how hard it was and remembering all of the people that helped me along the way, I try to do the same thing now for future people. Like if they have questions of anybody, I don't care if you're a man or a woman. If you if you contact me in any way and you want to know what I need to do, how I need to do it, I'm going to help. I mean, I had help, so I feel like it's only right for me to pay it forward. Girl, that's so good. So you said you're not going to do another, you don't think you'll do another reality show, but um, do you watch reality shows at all? Because you remember, I kept trying to get you to watch 911 forever. And you was like, hey, I need to watch TV. <laughs> like, do you watch it? Like, what's your top Ooh, five TV okay. shows if you do watch anything? Well, um, I, I guess I wouldn't say that I wouldn't do another reality show. I guess I wouldn't do another one where I was locked up. I mean, I would need a tad bit more freedom. freedom, And I think I can be my, myself if I have a little more freedom, depending on what the show is. You know, I won't do nothing too crazy. I don't want to be on TV fighting and, you know, talking crazy. I just, you know, like you said, if you found something real laid back for me, I'd be all on board for it. But uh, as far as watching reality TV, I don't think I'm a reality TV type of person. I, I watch stuff like... <laughs> Stranger Things, and uh, I've been known Black Lightning really tough, uh, just stuff like that. And like, yeah, yeah my favorite, my favorite, favorite, favorite show is um, Insecure. You know, I've been waiting on, I've been waiting for two years for this season to come on, so I'm not missing an episode on Sunday ever. You know, I don't <laughs> care what it's right puts out, I'm watching it. So I'm, I'm just more of a I'm, I like shows that I can relate to or information in there. If like I, if I can learn from the show, I'm going to watch it. Mm -hmm. 
you gonna watch it. Yeah. So your your show picks are you know purposeful. Like you ain't just watching. No, I like stuff yeah, I like stuff with meaning matter. or like mystery stuff. Like if it came to movies and stuff, I'm I'm more of a horror movie person. Now I love scary movies. Can you add? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Cause you know, when whenever I get into, cause I'm I'm working on some stuff, and I'm gonna be like, hey man, I need you to come and do this thing for me. I need you to yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. Like I said, once I warm up, and it's like working with you. I mean, I know you, so it will probably be so easy because I'm pretty sure you'll give me a role that's probably similar to who I am already. I know you won't have me doing something super Mm -hmm. crazy, and I know that you know I can work with you. I mean, like I said, y'all been to my house. I cook food for y'all. Like <laughs> we have a good time. And the girl, <laughs> listen, the girl can cook, y'all. Another thing, in addition to all of this other stuff, she throws down. I'm talking about in the firehouse making whole meals <laughs> and dessert. And I remember us staying uh, when we stayed at your house the first time we stayed, and you got up and you was like, "I just had a dream that I cooked <laughs> breakfast," and you you made like a whole. Buffet. It was only what four or five of us over there. Oh man, we had because you know eat meat, so you had made meat, right. you know, my little fake meat, and then you had. I mean, we had fruit, we had all kinds of stuff. I said the girl is just wifey material, <laughs> honey. She ready whenever anybody get they come strong with their game. She ready. Y'all gonna have somebody really dope. And just to go back to what you said, because I didn't mean to get off of that. What you said about kind of helping others. When you, um, you know, you were talking about your five, when you were going through lots of interviews and stuff like that to get into uh, Fire Academy and how you pretty much want to pay it forward and you don't care who it is, you're going to help. I think that's super dope. It's, um, and that's kind of, you know, where I am. I know how hard it is to to try to achieve certain goals mm-hmm. and to fail in certain areas and stuff. And then I've reached out to people who maybe who were mentors in the areas that I was kind of interested in and I didn't get a response or, you know, they too big and didn't have time, or it was just something. And I was just like, you know what? I'm never going to, I don't care how you, you, I think you know me enough to know that if I became the biggest person in the world, I'm still going to be Tay. I'm still going to be the same Latavia. I'm still going to talk to everybody. I'm still going to be super cool down to earth. And then I'm going to, you know, reach. I want to help people. I want to help people. If they say, I want to do a podcast, I'm going to help you. Like, tell me what you need to do. I'll tell you everything that I did. So it can be successful. So I really think it's dope that you're willing to do that. It says a lot about women who are Never. not in competition <laughs> with each other, who are not trying to outshine. What I, I, what I didn't do was go listen to other people's podcasts and try to figure out how I was going to do mine like theirs. I didn't do none of that. Right. I knew what I wanted. I knew what God gave me the idea to do. And I'm just an individual. I just, anything yeah. somebody else doing, I want to do the opposite. I'm, yeah. that's just and that's me. the and thing. That's that's how it's like are. when you work with people, and no matter what, you're doing like if I'm doing like 30 different different things it's going to be somebody that wants to do something similar to what you're doing so if you reach out to me I don't care now I will help you like if I don't have even if I don't have all of the information that you need I'm going to I'm going to give you you know leads or I'm going to send you to people that can help you and that's the good thing like everything that I've wanted to do like I work really hard to get to that point and actually make it happen for myself. And it's like, I, I like the fact that I'm self-motivated, but I also have a, a, a great support system. Like my friends, my family, like everybody supports everything that I want to do, but I've never needed anybody to just be like, push me, push me, push me. It was like, if I wanted to do it, I focused mm-hmm. on it. I figured mm-hmm. out what I needed to do. And that's another thing. I don't bother people until I'm ready. 
So if I know I got to, you know, get permission to do a certain thing or even get the information, I'm not going to come to you unprepared. <laughs> I'm going to do my part first. And then once I get everything I need <laughs> and I think I'm ready for the next step, then I will approach you. But I just, you know, I don't like to waste people's time, you know, and I feel the same way. It's like, you know, if you need help, mm-hmm. be serious about it and reach out, you know, don't don't do the bare minimum and then think that somebody's going to give the rest of it to you because that's it, that's not how it works. And I and that's just not the person I am. So if you're serious about something that I can help you with or I can get you some help with, I'm going to do it. But I want you to be serious because I'm very serious about everything that I do. Yes, you are. And you guys hear, heard it. Y'all heard it here first. If you guys, you know, um, I was going to ask you what advice would you give, but you just gave some wonderful advice. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Be self-motivated, basically. You know, don't depend on other people to give you the okay to be great. Don't wait for permission to be great. Just know that mm-hmm. you are absolutely great already. And and if you have a great support system, support system um, you know, lean on that. But just be your great self, even if you don't have the support. And that, I, that's what I love about my family. I tell people all the time, like, I can sell books out of the trunk of my car, <laughs> lip gloss, um, knockoff shoes. I don't care what I do. Those people, my family ride right. with me. They ride <laughs> with me hard for whatever I do. So I'm so, like, anything I do, like you said, I don't need anybody's permission, and I ain't going to ask for no help. But I know that I got such a, a huge support that mm-hmm. it, it's motivating within itself to be like, you know what, whatever it is that I do, I know I got support. I know I got people that love me like you. Supporting my show, supporting whatever I do. Like, you've always been super supportive. Um, I think we've been super supportive of each other. And I I just love the fact that, you know, that we family <laughs> and that you out here doing your thing. And this is just the beginning, girl. You, I could just see it blowing up and being way bigger than this. So that's some good advice to give people. Be self-motivated. So um, if somebody wants to reach out to you, how can they follow you? How can they support you? Um, okay, what well, are you using? it's always hard for me to remember my names on certain stuff, but um, I'm on Facebook under my name, Vanessa <laughs> Lowe. Um, I'm on Instagram as Miss underscore VLO, and that's just M-S underscore, then V-L-O-W-E. Um, I also have a uh, Twitter account. I just started again. Um now, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm looking now to find a name <laughs> because I just started it. <laughs> um, my Instagram name is VLO, V-L-O. And then my uh, you can follow me at V underscore L-O-L-O Vanessa. And that's it. <laughs> oh, well, listen, I thank you so much for being my BFF for the day, but also my BFF in real life. I'm blessed to have a front row seat of what you're doing. And I want you, you know, to come back and chat with me later after you, you know, are on the, uh, after you're on the Love is Blind or whatever show that I get you on because I'm, I have slick made myself. Well, hey, I respect right? you and Dre. <laughs> because you, you and Dre are like, y'all, y'all, I, I like, I like y'all, I like y'all's business mindsets over there. Like, <laughs> Yeah, we be trying to put stuff together over here. You know, y'all y'all are some real tough business people. Like, y'all are always doing something to better your lives. And like I said, y'all do support your friends, your family, and I support y'all as well. And I appreciate it. You know, every little thing that I do, 
y'all want to see how far we can take it. Like, what's the next thing? What can you do next? And it's like, to me, that's motivation mm-hmm. in itself because you have people that are sitting just talk about stuff, you know, won't make stuff happen. But y'all, y'all always got me on edge like, huh, okay. Well, I did this. I said, I thought that's all I needed to do. And y'all will push me and push me. You'll be like, uh-uh, we can go to the next level. And I'm like, okay. So it's just like, like a, yeah, mm-hmm. like I said, it's like when I What's when stuff next? is done or when I feel like I'm well, well prepared, then that's when I'm like, okay, next level, let's go, you know. So <laughs> it's go time. It's and, go. And that, I mean, and honestly, time. that's how I feel about everything I do in life. It's always go time because, like I said, if, if I put my mind to it, I'm really going to do it. If I tell you that's what I'm going to do, it might take me a little time. But I'm going to get it done. I can tell you that for a fact. And I believe it. And I know you got it in you. So before you go, I just want you to tell the people one time for the BFF podcast. <laughs> the best VLO in the best VLO. See, now you're trying to get me to act on here. <laughs> Thank y'all for having me. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the BFF podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and a five-star rating. Not four, not three, not two, and God, not one. Definitely a five. And until next time, BFFs, ciao, bye.